Welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Kane, a naturopathic doctor with a master's in clinical psychology and a former anxiety sufferer turned anxiety freedom rebel. I'm excited about the opportunity to get to promote the amazing work that you're doing. And so there's there's two really cool things that I'm excited to learn more about. And one is you have this number one best-selling book, mm-hmm. Healing with Essential Oils. So congratulations. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love the imagery. I love, I have like a thousand questions about that. And the other thing that you're doing is you actually have the essential oils line. And so for people listening to this interview, I'm so excited and honored that Jody is here. And so if you're looking for better, more restful sleep, if you're looking for an enhanced mood, if you're looking to reduce stress or anxiety or depression, or if you want to optimize your digestion, feel better in your gut, reduce inflammation, this girl also knows about the gut and the brain and the communication between the two. So if you want to know more about that, if you're ready for detox, if you want to balance your blood sugars, improve circulation, these are all things that we are going to talk about that this brilliant woman knows all about and she's targeting. So I also just have to give her a bunch of accolades here. I'm going to read her bio and this bio is just so impressive and it's just a teeny little glance into the magic that is Jody. And so I'm going to read you her bio. It is so impressive. And then I also want you to check out her website. Um, the one that I'm super pumped about is vibrant blue oils and it is amazing, but just take a, take a listen to this. So Jody Cohen She's a best-selling author, award-winning journalist. She is the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, which, by the way, I've used and am really in love with. We'll get to that later. And she has combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of organic and wild crafted essential oils to help her clients heal from brain-related challenges like anxiety, insomnia, autoimmunity, what we've been talking about. And I'm really excited too to talk about the wild crafted piece. So we're going to get into that later because so many companies don't do that. Um, but I need to brag on my girl some more. So she has a number one best-selling book called Healing with Essential Oils, and it has been widely praised as one of the most well-researched consumer books in years. And in this book, Jody synthesizes decades of leading scientific research to help explain how essential oils can work to support the body and the brain. And she's working on her second book, so excited, Healing the Brain with Essential Oils, which is based on her popular talk and online class with her colleague, Dr. Christine Schaffner. And so you can get a free chapter of this book at her website, and I will include all the links, but you guys, you are in for a treat. I'm so honored to have Jody Cohen here. Thank you, my love, for being on this interview. Oh gosh, it's great to talk to you. It's really fun to connect with like-minded people. And we just were talking about, in case we don't, it doesn't make the recording, but so Jody and I were just talking about how we connected and we both have a kindred spirit in Joy, Houston. And I was telling Jody about how Joy and I were doing a writer's retreat and Joy was just sniffing with delight. One of Jody's essential oils is a parasympathetic blend. And so of course I had to get in on that. 
So do you have that one with you? As I see you looking at your oils. Um, you know, it's so funny. My, my daughter um, is an athlete and she had a meet this morning. <laughs> so she needed it. <laughs> yeah. It is wonderful. And I have to tell you, Jody, that you have found it, it's a, it's a simple blend, but it's put together so synergistically and beautifully. And I have to tell you when I smell it, it doesn't have that kind of bitey alcohol aroma that a lot of essential oils have that it is therapeutically beneficial. It worked quickly. I felt like I got into the zone, into the Zen and it didn't have any sort of like an icky alcoholic fragrance to it. So I just have to tell you, like I've been smelling essential oils for a decade and I, by far, like this was one of the yummiest, most effective. Yeah. Thank you. And that, that blend is so, um, we can talk about how I formulate, but basically, uh, I'm guided by intuition and then I reverse engineer and research, but clove and lime separately have a lot of, um, really therapeutic properties but combined, you can almost use it like it's so stimulatory. The molecules are so small. It can be like an acupuncture needle on a reflex point. And we can talk about in relation to anxiety, how this, this reflex point um, behind your ear mm-hmm. on your bone, that's your mastoid bone, that basically stimulates your vagus nerve, which then shifts you into the rest and digest state of the nervous system, the parasympathetic state which really just turns on it. It is the off switch for anxiety. So I love that you have these two high integrity, simple ingredients, and then you're combining them with an awareness of physiology. And so for the listeners who aren't familiar with the vagus nerve, can you tell us a little bit more about the power in the vagus nerve and how you're harnessing that? It is the most important nerve in the body that no one has ever heard of. It is not Vegas, like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's spelled V-A-G-U-S. And it basically is the information highway between the brain and the body and the body and the brain. Really quick anatomy lesson because it's relevant. It starts at the base of the head, splits, and is most accessible. It winds around both sides behind the ear. That's where it's the most accessible to the surface. And then it innervates the throat, the heart, the lungs, um, the stomach, the gallbladder, the liver, the pancreas, every organ of digestion, the small intestine, large intestine. And basically at any point where like deep breathing activates it, any point where it is touching an organ, stimulating the organ stimulates the vagus nerve. This is why like yoga, you always feel so much better in Shavasana because through deep breathing and through um, kind of the twists and turns, you're activating the vagus nerve. And that it's like a gear shift on your bike. You know, you're biking, you're going up a hill, you realize it's really hard. You downshift, you're calmer. So when you um, either think a car might hit you or you have any kind of anticipatory stress about your relationship, your finances, your health, you know, a friend or family, an argument, getting in the news, uh, you know, on the television, that all triggers kind of the stress response in the body and literally shifts you into this sympathetic branch, fight or flight branch, where all of your, basically it changes the chemical cascade that's released. So all of a sudden stress hormones are being released. Um, blood, your heart is starting to beat faster. Your blood is pumped to your arms and your legs and away from your organs of digestion. You feel like you might be overwhelmed, like your heart might explode out of your chest. It's really very anxiety provoking. And people feel like, well, you know, I have a stressful job. I'm in a challenging relationship. I have kids that are a lot of work. I can't change that. 
you don't need to change that. You do not need to change your external world at all. All you need to do is help yourself shift into that more resilient mode, your parasympathetic mode, and your vagus nerve is the on-off switch to do so. And it's interesting with the blend of clove and lime. When I first started playing with oils and physiology, I was thinking that you needed a relaxing oil, lavender, chamomile, to activate the relaxing parasympathetic state. And I was testing this using, um, I was trying to look at heart rate variability. There's an O-ring that measures heart rate variability. So I was playing with different oils and seeing how it affected heart rate variability. And I wasn't getting the results I was looking for. And then I noticed, I, I love to dig into research. There was a New York neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy who was basically surgically implanting a pacemaker-like device right behind that earlobe on the mastoid bone to stimulate the vagus nerve. And he was getting such amazing results that the FDA actually um, approved this procedure for migraines, epilepsy, and depression. And stimulate really struck me. I thought, oh, wow, you know, oils can be stimulatory. We call them hot oils, oregano, thyme, cinnamon, clove, you know, nutmeg. If you put a drop on your arm, it might make your skin red. It might feel hot. If that happens, you don't want to dilute it with oil. Oil and water don't mix. Or Sorry, you don't want to put water on it. Get Grab like another oil from your kitchen. It can be olive oil. It doesn't matter. But basically, I started playing with different stimulatory oils. Like what can I use? You know, and there's a bit of chemistry in topical application. You really want to make sure that the molecules get through the skin quickly. So clove tested the best and, and has some other properties that make it valuable but it it took like 20 minutes to get through the skin. Lime, on the other hand, has the smallest molecules. So when you combine two oils, it's like you get the best of both. You get the super stimulatory blend with the super small molecules. So you could use it just like an acupuncture needle to literally gear shift. You stimulate the vagus nerve, you turn on parasympathetic, your world is blowing up, but suddenly your heart isn't exploding out of your chest. You know, it's that moment... um, So many of us were driving, someone cuts us off in traffic and we have days where we don't care, whatever, they're in a hurry, I'm good. You know, the same situation can happen the next day and four letter words fly out of your mouth. The only difference is you and how resilient you are in that moment. And being able to activate the parasympathetic nervous system is basically turning on your resilience. And when you're more resilient, you feel less anxious, you feel safe, you know, you're not reacting to the world around you, you are observing the world around you. You were able to make decisions from a very calm place. And that's a very empowering uh, ability. What I love that you're saying is you're describing working with the body instead of forcing the body into a, an, into a different chemical state. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking in comparison to pharmacology, like a benzodiazepine, right? So yeah. Oftentimes people will take a Xanax, so they're feeling really anxious. They're in kind of that fight-flight autonomic state, like you were describing, that sympathetic state. And what oftentimes our medical system does is it's a pill for an ill, so we force the body to make a bunch of GABA to relax us. But what you're describing is really working with the body by stimulating it. And then that body in a sense of increased resiliency will respond in a similar way. You will feel more calm. Your vagus nerve is now working with your body in a different way, which I really think is incredibly powerful medicine. Yeah. Basically, I'm not chasing symptoms. I'm trying to figure out what's the underlying root problem and realign that so that your body works as it should. 
So you were telling me, uh, so your daughter is using the parasympathetic blend. So let's, let's talk, cause since I've used the parasympathetic blend and loved it, let's just talk a little bit more about that. So if someone is listening and they're like, Ooh, this sounds really good. What are indicators that it might be for me? Like, how would I know that I should select that one from all the ones in your shop? Yeah, that one actually, you know, there. I wouldn't say there are one size fits all or magic bullet oils, but that blend seems to help a lot of things. So what people don't realize is that um, the vagus nerve and the, and the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system control all of your digestive function, your ability to um, release stomach acid and break down your nutrients, especially your proteins. So if you're having any kind of acid reflux, digestive problems. It controls kind of the the moving sidewalk that is your digestive system. So motility, making sure food doesn't sit too long in the small intestine or the large intestine. So symptoms like constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, any kind of digestive ailment would benefit from parasympathetic. Any kind of um, anxiety, you know, especially feeling um, claustrophobic or overwhelmed or like your heart is racing. Those are all good um, indications that parasympathetic would be helpful. Any kind of, if you have kind of um, chronic underlying infections, because often when your nervous system is in the fight or flight mode, um, things like inflammation and immune function are downregulated. So systemic inflammation, it's the vagus nerve that triggers the neurotransmitter acetylcholine to turn off inflammation in the body. I actually have a full blog. I think there are like 25 things that I list that parasympathetic is helpful for. Um, Erectile dysfunction is one of them, you know, just like making sure that blood is flowing where it's supposed to. It helps with nursing. You know, any moms who notice that it's easier to nurse in the middle of the night, it's because you're in the parasympathetic state and the milk flows easier. Mm-hmm. So we'll make sure to link to your blog because I'm sure the listeners are wondering, oh my gosh, where can I find that? So I'll make sure that I include that in the show notes. And so it really sounds like parasympathetic is a great place to start. You're going into the nervous system. Clove and lime are wonderful smells. And then the application, the way that you reverse engineered that is just brilliant in knowing like, okay, this is where the eighth cranial nerve, or this is where the vagus nerve is closest to the surface of the skin. And that's really cool. So when we were talking about your oils in particular, this is this is me having fun nerd out conversations about what it means to be an organic product and what wild crafting means. And so when I read that about your products, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is amazing. You're not cutting corners. You're working with integrity with the plants. And so can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So basically, you know, oils are the highly concentrated essences of plants. So if they're grown with pesticides, you're getting highly concentrated pesticides, which you don't want. So whenever we can, we buy certified organic, you know, and some plants like um, frankincense is actually a resin of a tree. It's kind of like a bandaid. You cut the tree and the resin bleeds out. That's not certified organic, but it's grown in the wild and it's wild crafted and, you know, pesticides are not used. One of my um, pet peeves, I think that there's a lot of fear mongering in the oil business. You know, not all 
anyone who's ever had an herb garden knows that mint and basil, it's pretty hard to kill them. So you don't need pesticides. So the oils I think that are the most compromised are jasmine and rose because they're um, expensive. So you, you can safely go to the store and kind of trust that if you can find organic, that's the best. If not, you know, it's like when you're on a road trip, if you get the hard boiled egg that's not organic, it's better than buying the Doritos, right? Mm-hmm. So why oils? You have so much knowledge. You have such a vast amount of training. You've had multiple lives, which are fascinating, by the way. We can talk more about that. But why oils for you? So it's interesting. I think that necessity is the mother of invention. And so I've had, I, I feel like my life is a roller coaster. I hit rock bottom. I kind of figure out how to climb my way back up and then the next um, bottom falls out. But in uh, around 2012, I was married to a lovely man who suffered from severe depression. And uh, the more I tried to do, the worse he got. And it got to the point where um, it became pretty clear he might die on my watch. And uh, we moved him to a residential treatment facility And once I knew he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him safe, it was finally safe for my adrenals that had been over firing for a decade to collapse, Um, which wasn't particularly convenient given that I was suddenly a single mom. The kids were five and seven. I had a full-time job. I was class parent, Uber volunteer, um, and nothing that I was ingesting was helping. I knew, I knew it was my adrenals. I knew what I should be taking And it's still, you know, my kids would wake me up early in the morning. I'd make them breakfast, drive them to school, come home, crawl back into bed, set the alarm for pickup, which was not sustainable. You know, my company was compassionate for the first week. And then, you know, I was missing deadlines. So I was lucky. I had a good friend who came over and said, you know, you've been so high cortisol for so long. And we know that contributes to systemic inflammation. I bet your gut is so inflamed that nothing you're ingesting is actually getting absorbed and assimilated. Oils are great because, um, you know, no cells are brain cells that go directly into the brain, or you can topically apply them like, you know, hormone creams or nicotine patches. And I thought, why not? You know, I've tried everything else. I can certainly try this. And I had been dabbling in nutrition for a while, you know, kind of to your point, I, once I figure out how to make life easier, you know, especially with things that I wish I had known, I'm like, everyone needs to know this. So um, my my son, Max, my daughter, my first child was super easy. And I thought I was just a great mom and had another one 22 months later. And he was not easy. And I read every parenting book, pardon me, please, took every parenting class, couldn't quite seem to get him to like, look at, our key was look at my nose. He, he was all over the place. And uh, a friend noticed that his personality changed after eating something and suggested I take him to a nutritionist. We did. We modified his diet and he could suddenly look at our nose. And I thought, this is so nuts. So I went back and learned more and was trying to help other moms with squirming kids. So I learned this technique called muscle testing that helps you basically just zone in on what's effective quickly. And so I muscle tested the box of oils you know, for my adrenals, normally I would get one remedy. I got five, which confused me until I realized, oh wait, they're liquid. I can combine them. I was a newbie. I went to my kitchen. I grabbed a shot glass. I tested, you know, like five drops of this, seven of this, made my first blend, knew to put it over my adrenals because that's, you know, that makes sense. It's the, where they're the closest to the surface, put it on and felt like myself thought like, oh, wow. 
I can take a shower, clean the house, go to the store, you know, do the laundry, like all the things I normally did, but just lacked the energy to do. And that night when I was lying in bed, insomnia often correlates with anxiety during the day. So I was clock watching and thinking about what a win the, you know, adrenal essential oils were. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I can make something for sleep. So I made up something else. And I just kept kind of thinking like, oh, I know this is the vagus nerve. Oh, I know it's this and making up my own solution. And by the time I started to feel better, my friends were like, okay, what did you do? We want to try it. It was working for them. Um, and then I finally went online because I, you know, people were like, you should do this. And I'm like, someone must be doing this. It's so basic. And no one was really looking at essential oil blends through the lens of physiology. And the way that uh, the internet described blending felt really complicated. And I thought, wow, I'm, I'm almost grateful that I just didn't have the wherewithal to start with research. So, you know, I started it small out of my kitchen. I'd fill orders when the kids went to bed. I had a background in journalism and I liked researching and connecting dots and people just kind of found me and it just started to grow. What I love about the congruence in your your story is that you were working with a lot of intuition and self-wisdom. And I think that conversation is important in that if you're listening to this interview, if you're having this conversation with yourself about who I need to go to that has the answers is what Jody's really talking about is that she looked within herself. You didn't go and dilute your experience by researching first. And research is important. You're, I'm a researcher, you're a journalist by heart. But what I love is that you took away this need to find your answers from every single expert around you who claimed to have the answers, but rather you were looking at what made sense to you. You're doing muscle testing. You're trying it on your own body. You're noticing the feedback. So it's really a scientific method, but it's within your own body's resiliency and response and experience. And I want to emphasize that because I think that within the scientific community, it's often dichotomized, like it has to be objective research or it's like muscle testing, intuitive, no research at all. And you've managed to blend the two, no yeah. pun intended, because we're blending oils. You know, it's, it's funny. I've always been, um, I've, I've always been very intuitive and trusted my intuition, but it wasn't until I read uh, Kelly Turner's Radical Resilience, you know, where she talks about the nine traits that those who survive cancer have in common. And she really talks about intuition. And, and I agree with you. I feel like our um, ability to trust ourselves has been so diminished. And, and I really want to remind people that you, there's a lot, you know, and there's a lot you can figure out, you know, they don't send you home from the hospital with a baby and you need a degree before you can be a mother. There's a lot that you learn through experience. You don't need a degree. I've run several marathons. I never got a degree. I never went to running school. You know, there's a lot that you can figure out. Mm -hmm. So you're in this process. It's like you had this necessity and you saw this this adrenal collapse come up in your own, your own story, you saw success. So you were using this, people are like, I want what you got. And so yeah. you're, you're filling orders. And so then what happened next? Um, I kind of, I was doing that for a while and growing really slowly. And then actually I got invited to JJ, my JJ Virgin's Mindshare with Joy, which is where I met Joy. And that's when, you know, I kind of saw it as this little side hobby that I did after the kids went to bed. 
And I realized, wow, there's a lot of potential to make this bigger. And at that point, the kids were in middle school and they needed me less. And so it felt fun to take on a new challenge. And so that's when I started hiring people beyond, I had a friend who was helping me with fulfillment and really thinking about if, if I want you know, would, it would just be fun. It'd be fun to be able to scale a company. Like, let's figure out how you do that. So you're scaling this company yeah. and you're changing lives. And I was curious if you have a couple of stories that really just feed your soul. Like, cause we were talking about earlier in our conversation when we just got on that it's like up and down, like there's moments where we feel really good and really confident and energized. And there's just moments where we're just like, we need to be horizontal. Just don't talk to me. Oh, I I have two. And and the one that touches my heart the most is the one about a child, Um, because so many of our young people are so afflicted with anxiety these days and their options are so limited. Um, And it's a little bit like, you know, I call it like the water slide experience. You know, once you get on a water slide, it's not like you can turn around or go. You only have to keep going down. So once you're put on pharmaceutical drugs, you know, certain options close down. So there was um, one mother, she was a client of mine, and her son was so anxious that she basically had to sit in the hallway at his grade school. He was in second grade and the teacher didn't know what to do with him and she wanted to be able to keep him in school. So she would sit there and when he was having a meltdown, she would comfort him and, you know, she was trying to work. It was just a very disruptive experience. She had other children And so we gave her uh, the parasympathetic oil. And then I have a blend called Calm that's really good for kids. And she started trying it over the weekend. He liked it. Um, You know, she went into the classroom and was was sitting in the hall. And halfway through the day, he said, you know what? I think you can go home. I think I'm okay with the oils. Um, And then the best part of the story is uh, he was on a soccer team and he was too kind of afraid to play. And he scored a goal that weekend. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's empowering people, you know, like I'll never forget. I used to go on a girl's trip every year with my college friends and it was hard to leave the kids when they were little. Cause you know, they need you. And my daughter one time called me and she's like, okay, mommy. So I hurt my arm with soccer. I'm thinking of using nerve repair and um, Max, you know, got a bug bite. And so we were thinking of lavender for that. And, you know, just like, she just knew. She was like, I think, and I felt like I don't even need to be there. Like they, they can kind of remedy themselves. They know exactly what to use. It's empowering medicine. I'm thinking about how the story could have gone differently about how had this mom taken her son to a doctor and the doctor had given them a diagnosis And that reminds me of a story about this woman who had a diagnosis and it was lupus and she went to her doctor and she was seeing the doctor doing all of the integrative methods that should theoretically have worked and she wasn't getting better. And the doctor's racking his brain and trying to figure out what he's missing and why she isn't seeing results. And then one day at the end of their session, he walked her to the door to lock up And he saw her get into a car and on the license plate, it said lupus me. And so I'm thinking about the sense of identity and empowerment in the work that you're doing, where in one sense, the story could have been that this child receives this label, this diagnosis that forever changes the way that he perceives his experience, as opposed to my body's giving me this data. I'm feeling a little anxious this helps me feel better. Yeah. And I can use that. 
You know, I, I heard once that pilots, when they fly, like I live in Seattle, from Seattle to New York, it's not like they fly one direct route. It's that they're constantly course correcting as they go. And I think that's what we're doing. And, you know, at one point, like, you know, my my blood work has indicated that I have Hashimoto's, but I've recognized that if I follow a certain diet and integrate certain lifestyle choices, I have no symptoms, you know, my hair stays in, I don't feel fatigued, I have good nail health. So I just know like, okay, I, I just, you know, I have to be careful when I drink. Alcohol is not a good friend to me. And I just make choices to kind of stay in balance. And you're providing people with those choices. And so you have these amazing oils, you have ways to use the oils. They're unique. They're your proprietary blends. You're using an understanding of physiology with the creation of these oils. And then you've written this book where somebody can go to Barnes Noble. I saw it on Barnes Noble. I saw it on Amazon. Like if you're listening to this, buy her book. Look at how beautiful this is. Essential oils to boost brain and to boost the brain and to heal the body. This is amazing. So love, tell me about this book. It's funny. My, um, since we live in Seattle, rainy town, uh, going to bookstores was a big outing. So my kids would pick their books and then they'd kind of sit on the floor and I'd go over to the health section. And I was always looking for an essential oil book that kind of explained it in the way I saw it working and I could never find it. And so finally my son said, I think you're going to have to write it, mom. And I just feel like they've been so relegated to this weird kind of alternative therapy when the reality is they're the concentrated essence of plants and plants are the basis for all pharmaceutical drugs. Over 50% of the pharmaceutical drugs approved in the last 30 years are derived from plants. White willow bark is what we know as aspirin. Valerian root is what we know as Valium. And there's so much research, so much research on how they work, why they work, and I don't think I get a little grumpy when I say people hear people say like, oh, there's an oil for everything. I don't think they're magic bullets. You know, if you broke your arm, go to the hospital. If you're having a heart attack, call an ambulance. But I think for prevention and for basically returning, returning the body to homeostasis, they can be really powerful. And I kind of identified the, um, the five issues that I see that throw people out of balance most frequently you know, being stuck in sympathetic, not parasympathetic, not sleeping well, um, basically having garbage recirculate in your body, not, not having proper drainage to eliminate toxins, uh, having the hypothalamus pituitary axis, your endocrine system kind of out of balance, and then systemic inflammation and immune dysregulation. And those five areas I think are specifically well-suited to oils. Oils can do a lot in those areas. And I'm just sharing what I found in clinical practice to really help the body return to balance. And I know we kind of touched on this, but I, I feel like I want to make sure that it's super clarified for our listeners is that not all oils are exactly the same. In fact, I heard somewhere once that there's probably more lavender essential oil than there is lavender on the planet. And <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm curious. So we may have people who are listening to this podcast because you're talking about oils and they're like, yes, I love that. But maybe they have a brand that they're absolutely in love with. And so how do we know if an oil is what it says it is and if it's therapeutically, because you're really using, like you and I talked about, like the best sources, the best quality, high integrity. How does a consumer know? 
Yeah. And I would go back to intuition. I do feel like there's a lot of fear marketing and I don't want to make anyone afraid. I think that, you know, when you walk through the shopping mall and you walk by that candle store, something doesn't smell right. You should trust that, you know, different lavender. I think that they're, um, you know, depending on kind of the altitude that lavender is grown at, it can be more or less potent, but really move towards what feels great. You know, I've heard people say like, oh, if something smells revolting, you should try it. No. Would you ever eat something that smelled revolting? You know, when you um, crave chocolate, you need magnesium. When you crave a hamburger, you need iron. If something smells good to you, assume that your body can use that. And I, I want to share one uh, really helpful essential oil tip for anxiety. Um, anxiety, especially panic attacks, is the right frontal lobe of the brain, the right forehead, that's overactive. So the easiest way to calm a panic attack is to stimulate the left frontal lobe, the left forehead. And the fastest way to do that is to smell anything through your left nostril, any oil you have in the house. Um, orange is really affordable and most people like it. Take your right thumb, plug your right nostril, smell through the left three to seven breaths. It should stimulate the left frontal lobe, balance the hemispheres and calm anxiety. As someone who is prone to panic attacks, I can tell you it works really quickly and it's additive and cumulative. The more you do it, the less likely you are to kind of fall into a panic attack. So that is amazing. We actually talk about panic packs where I teach people how to make a panic attack pack. I put mine in a cute little fanny pack. And so if you're building your panic pack, definitely check out that video on instructions, but then look at this oil. And I love that you're talking about the inhalation through the left nostril and the way that that's balancing the hemispheres of the brain. That is so cool. And it can work really quickly. Really and quick. So tell me some other tips for anxiety, because a lot of our listeners are anxious. I have anxiety at times. I know you told me about anxiety at times. So what are your favorite go-tos? My favorite go-tos, I love the parasympathetic oil behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone. I love to smell anything through the left nostril. I love to kind of go into the heart space and you can do that through gratitude, but you can also do it through oils. Rose is a really good one. We have a heart blend. The more you kind of, it's almost like you can't multitask. So the more you're in gratitude and joy and in your heart, the harder it is to be in your head and in apprehension. Um, I sometimes like actually that it's called thymus something, but I make a fist and kind of pump on my heart or um, the clavicle bones, you know, your, um, your collarbones. If you just kind of massage gently under your clavicles, that's really good. Um, your ears, the outside of your ears have a ton of reflex points that are related to your emotions. So, you know, just gently kind of um, rubbing your ears or if you're in a meeting, tapping is great. Um, it's You can do it really subtly. There are two points on the wrist, um, kind of on the inside of the wrist. You can either bounce them together or go like this and then um, the inside, the pinky side of the hand. So it's really subtle. You can kind of under the table tap and that tends to calm your nervous system immediately. That's wonderful. Those are all great points. And so, and you're, you also wisely incorporate a lot of acupressure and acupuncture points into your, your positioning. So if you're listening to this on podcast, you might want to go and check out the YouTube video so that you can actually see Jody and where she's tapping. Cause she's, She's not just tapping in random places. She has strategy. She's strategy. And, it can and I share the points in the book. Like the, um, we have a foot chart. We have an ear chart. Um, we have them on our site too. It's just an easy way, especially for kids. It's really great, um, you know, 
it's, it's easy to calm them down with acupuncture points. That is beautifully laid out. That looks really beautiful. And I love too, that you're talking about your kids and how your kids are empowered to use oils. And this is one really cool thing is that oils are generally considered safe in adults and children. And so when you're providing information and education on this, this is really empowering for moms and for people who want to create an at-home first aid kit. And so I'm curious, what is your... What is your end goal? Like, you know, we think of like, if I was able to live from a soul on fire, if I was able to have met my goals and to be looking back at my life and satisfaction, what would you want your legacy to have been? That's such a great question at this moment, because I would have said like writing a book, like that was always kind of my life's goal. And I've written two. Um, I think just really empowering it, it, it's not even empowering. It's like helping people remember their own power. It's almost like we're all in the wizard of Oz and we think we need some wizard and we forget that it all lies within us. So just waking people up to trust their intuition, to know that they have options, that they have tools, that they're really smart and they can kind of get, you know, run everything through their own filter just just helping more people kind of step into their best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so your mission, the work that you're doing, these talks that you're doing, this book that you're writing, these oils that you're creating is to the ultimate vision and goal of helping the audience, the people that are looking to set their souls on fire to know that they have the answers within themselves. They can heal, they can get their lives back and they can do it with their own self-intuition and their wisdom. So I love, love, love that. And as we're coming towards, I can't believe it's been almost an hour. As we're coming to the end of our conversation, people are going to be wanting to know how to get to know you better, if they can work with you, how to, to be in community with you. Can you tell us a little bit more about the projects that you have going on and how people can get involved? Yes. Yeah. We, um, if you have any questions, you can email us at info at vibrant blue oils. We try to get back to everyone within 24 hours. I, um, you know, after my son died, I think energetic balance is so important. Like I really think that the healer needs to be really clear and clean a a boundary issue. And I, uh, I stopped working one-on-one with people because I didn't feel, um, I, I needed to hold the space for myself and I wasn't able to hold it for myself and them. So I've switched to, I'm happy to help with anything online. I'm actually launching my first course where I go. It's more of a how to implement the five steps and really going more deeply, showing acupuncture points. That's actually the big aha uh-huh that I didn't realize most people uh, didn't know. Acupuncture points can be stimulated with essential oils. And in some ways that's actually lasts longer than an acupuncture needle. And you can do it at home anytime, especially um, I give you the foot chart. Like that's a really great way to support your kids. You know, they might not eat the kale you're making, but they probably won't say no to mommy rubbing oils on their feet. Um, and so, yeah, they can find me at vibrant blue oils and contact me that way. And um I'm going to do another summit on resilience with you, which I'm excited about. That's going to be so good. And so 
our girl Jody has so much magic coming up for you guys. So make sure that you find her social media accounts, get her book, experience the oils for yourself. And like she said, like really listen to the feedback for your body. She gave you ideas on what might be a great starting point, but really notice like maybe your body maybe you're anxious and maybe clove is a better oil for you being placed on your body as opposed to smelling lavender. Just listen to your body and then stay in relationship with Jody because she is here for the long haul to serve and support you. And so buy her book, we're going to take her course. It's going to be amazing. And the summit that's coming out, definitely check back. She's going to have tons of options for you to learn more and to, to just dive in deeper. There anything else? I feel like I could probably talk with you for another hour, but I know that you have many things to do. There's, um, there's a great quote by Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl that between the stimulus and the response, there is a pause. And in that pause lies power. And I just want to really empower anyone who's listening. I know this, uh, the, you know, the world has changed a lot and, and it can feel very overwhelming and like you have no control, but you always have control of how you respond in any given moment. And I just want to remind people of that, you know, because that's a lot of power. If you can help yourself feel safe, your family feels safe, then you can just make better choices and, and have more options available. Oh, that was beautiful. Jody. thank you so much. It was such an honor and a pleasure to talk with you today. Oh, thank you. This was great. just listened to consists of the personal opinions of Dr. Nicole Kane, a naturopathic doctor with a master's in clinical psychology. While these opinions are based upon literature, her counseling education, medical training, and clinical experience, this content should not be viewed as the definitive opinion on these subjects. Listening to this podcast is not a substitute for any sort of medical, psychological, or other form of treatment. If you are in a crisis, please call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Line at one 1- 800-273-8255. If you're in need of counseling, don't hesitate to make an appointment with a counselor in your area. Dr. Nicole Kane is so passionate about people getting their life back. If this resonates with you and you think this podcast would help someone you love, please share it with them. Stay in the conversation with Dr. Nicole Kane about writing the next chapter of your life so that it plays out just the way you want it. Explore your options for working with her at www.drnicolekane.com. That's Dr. D-R, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Kane, C-A-I-N.com. When you're there, be sure to take advantage of the free Anxiety Freedom One Week Challenge. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Get Your Life Back podcast. Here's to your next chapter.